Welcome back. It's me, the Susan Anime, and you are listening to Sloth Under the Sea with me. And we will be talking about movies, TV shows, books, fun holidays, everything from other countries to does this still hold up to this day? From, like, rub brats to, like, as told by Ginger, to Movie Monday, to True Creepy Things Tuesday, to whatever I feel like talking about, because this is my podcast, and I hope you all will stay and listen to me and have some good old-fashioned podcast fun, and we'll try to stay as calm as we can, but let's get into it, and let's all have some fun listening, and you can also see me sometimes on YouTube doing my podcast as well. Okay, here we go. I didn't get to it yesterday because I was tired and I really was tired and I got distracted and let's just say I didn't feel very great. It was a weird day for me yesterday so today we're going to talk about... Oh, that's right. It's right in front of me. This book I got. The Celtic Tales. Fairy tales and stories of enchantment from Ireland, Scotland, Britain, and Wales. <sighs> Skillets, waveners, witches, and giants. Perilous quest, true love, and animals that talk. The traditional stories of Ireland, Scotland, Britain, and Wales transport us to the fantasy world of Celtic folklore. Three times list tales brim 
with wit and magic, and each one is brought to life with enchant in with elegant stutter art in the special edition. So I got to this really weird story. It's I decided to find the one from Wales to talk about, but then it just I didn't know if I could make sense. Merida and the Waveneer. Let me tell you, I don't know what a Waveneer is. I still don't. I think it's a form of a baby dragon. I'm gonna look it up right now because what is a Waveneer? I hope this tells me. Okay, um. Well, this is what I can find. The Waveneer is is one of the creatures in survival. This creature can be found on scored earth in the world scar in the dragon tech. Okay, this isn't helping either. What is a Waveneer? I want to know what it is. Okay. Um, this section is intended to be an extra copy of what this behavior extremely aggressive often found flying around mountain areas or the dragon trenches looking for a fight. The only exception is Force Waveneer, which does not attack at all. With no rivalry from the rock element and no natural parodies, the Waveneer are considered to be the Axpex Predator of Scorch Earth for their surprising speed element attacks. Waveneers are very similar to what one would assume to be a stereotypical dragon. Okay, so it's like a dragon. There are five different types of Waveneers, each with small but distinguishable variations in size, shape, and color. Poison Waveneers generally appear in some hue of green or gray-green, while some chases have them appear in black or purple shades and hues. They have frillers on the side of their face, much like a dilosaur. Their head is flatter and wider than the other. Waveneers seem more spread like a ragged strip of web spinner runs down their back. They also process a snake-like tongue. Yeah, I don't get what a waveneer is yet. Like, if anyone knows, please let me know because I have no clue. Okay, so I decided to find some fun Celtic facts because I only got to this really weird story about a waveneer and I honestly don't know what it means. This story was so bizarre. I'll read a little bit of the story to you in a moment. But let's just find some fun facts. When you mention the Celts, the Celts, to most people, they conjure up images of a warlike people that fiercely defended their land while also looking to expand and conquer. However, it is but a fraction of what the Celtics were all about. In reality, they had a very complex society that warrant further investigation. In this piece, we pr proved, 
provided you with an in-depth look at 10 things you may not have previously known. The Celts are not from Ireland or Scotland. Things that you need to know. Despite the fact that the term Celts has been symbolized with people of Scottish and Irish origin, the Celts are actually from an entirely different part of Europe originally. The Celts don't really become part of history record until the 5th century BC. Although we encountered by the Greeks the previous century. By the time they are mentioned in history texts, the Celts had already spread out across Spain, France, and a number of countries in Europe. According to many scholars, however, the Celts originate from West Mid-Europe as part of the unfirm culture which began in 1300 BC. A huge prehistorian cemetery was found at Austria in 1846, <clears throat> where over 1,000 burials were exhibited. The settlement is believed to date from 12 BC to 500 BC and contains the remains of the aforementioned unfile culture from which the Celts originated. There are actually as many as eight distinct Celt regions throughout Europe. Austria, between the region of Gelangana and in northern Spain, um, Britain or France, northwest coast, B-R-E, I-Z-H, K-E-N, no, K-E-R-N-O-W, in the county of Cor on England's west coast, Spain's northwest coast, E-I-R-E, -E, Ireland, the Isles of Man, Scotland, and Wales. So, you're not wrong if you think Scots and Irish people are Celtics. They're just not where they originate from. Looks like they were added. Each er, er, region geez, had its own culture and language. However, new research suggests the Celts never lived in ancient Britain, according to John, an archaeologist professor at the University of Sheffield. Field. Ancient lands never called themselves Celts, and it was instead a name reversed for those living in parts of Western Europe. Coils also believed the Celts had settlements in Turkey. This is much further east than what was previously believed. The Celts did not leave behind written accounts. There is scant evidence of any Celt writing system. Although there were many formats of text, there isn't any real documentation of past events. In De Belagaro Casare wrote that Dorings didn't want to trust their 
learning to write, even though they did use Greek scripts for other writings. Instead, the Celts maintained an oral tradition of learning, which was maintained by drivers and scholars for hundreds of years. In the Celtic world, world. Okay. Mm-hmm. Celtic language survived after Roman conquest. At one time it was assumed that Celtic tribes had their language phased out once the Romans conquered them. This is far from truth, as modern versions of Celtic language are spoken today, although Maxon and Kermish are no longer existent. Maximum, for example, was classified as being ancient as a first language in 1974. Ancient Celtic language as Pishin, Latin, the Celts loved to trade, and around two one nope sixty BC, the Greeks established their traditional colony of Maralisa, which proved the paved the way for t- trading relations with the Celts. The ancient tribes finally got to sample exotic Greek goods such as olives oil and grapes, but the most popular import at the time was wine. The Celts probably traded items such as furs, tin, salt, and amber, in which were gratefully received by the Greeks as their items were rare in the area they lived. The Celts created a road network before the Romans. The early Celtic created a trading center of their own near the source of Domboro River in 625 BC. It was the most important trading location in the Celtic world for around 150 years. By 450 BC, the Celts expanded their trading network throughout Europe and traded in luxury goods. At this time, the Celts created the famous Tin Road, which began in Monsalisa and spread to Britain and the Amber Road through the gate in the modern-day Dazing. The Celts were not permanent scavengers? Savages. As we mentioned above, the Romans, Greeks, and other sources depict Celts as permitative savages, which is effectively an outright lie. As you can see above, the Celts were also able to create a created an advancement trading network before the Romans themselves achieved such a fate.
While the Roman had the Julian calendar, the Celts had the C-O-L-I-G-M-Y calendar. It was given the name because it was found in France in 1897. It is comprised of a variety of metal pieces covered with markings including numbers, lines, and holes. It took the world's best scholars a century to unlock the secrets of the Celtic calendar. In 1989, it was determined that the finding was a large solar calendar which calculate the time of the year based on moon and sun circles. The calendar could predict the positions of the sun months in advance. And, it, <clears throat> and what is a remarkable accurate time piece? In fact, it is more accurate than its Roman counterpart, which is wrong by 11.5 minutes every year. The Celts were wealthy. There was a very good reason Julius Caesar embarked on the Gallic War. He wanted money, while the legendary general claimed he was just pushing back barbaric boundaries. Historians believed its main goal was to get his hands on the gold deposit found in Celtic Gola. Caesar was heavily in debt and his military conquest was preferred as it also boosted his political career. It was once assumed the Celts acquired gold jewels and coins through trade, had their own gold monies. There were 400 of them in Gaula alone with countless more dotted across the Celtic landscape. There were wool, well, they were well groomed. They developed iron weapons before their rivals. They were excellent warriors. Okay, adventure, romance. and magic are a few of the elements of the Celtic mythology, one of the most entrancing mythology of Europe. Once a powerful people who dominate much of Europe, the Celts were reduced to f a few small group after the Roman invasion. Their mythology survived, however, thanks largely to the effort of later Irish and Welsh monks who wrote down the stories. The Celts were a group of people who began to spread throughout Europe in the 1000 BCE. At the peak of their power, they lived in an area extending from the British Isles in the west to what is now Turkey in the east. They conquered northern Italy and Medical, both Rome and Dolphy in the process. They had a repunction as fierce and courageous warriors and the Roman rep, rep, respected them. Celtic 
inspection reached its limit around 225 BCE when the Celts suffered the first in a series of defeats by the armies of Rome Empire. Gardenly, the Romans pushed back the Celts, and by 84 CE, most of Britain was under Roman rule. At the time, Germanic people conquired the Celts living in central Rome. Just a few areas, notably Ireland and northern Britain, managed to remain free and to continue to pass on the Celtic, Celtic traditions. Six groups of Celts have survived to modern times. The people of Ireland, Scandin, the Isles of Men, Wales, Cornwall, and Britain. Well, that is like half of my heritage, so yeah, I guess I am very much Celtic. Good to know. The ancient Celts were neither a race nor a nation. Huh, good to know. They were a variety, very varied people brought together by language, customs, and religion rather than by any central government. They lived off the land, farming and raising stock. No towns existed apart from impressive hill forts. However, by 100 BCE, large groups of Celts had begun to gather at center settlements to trade with one another. Celtic society had a clearly defined statue. Highest in rank was the king who ruled a particular tribe or group of people. Each tribe was divided into three classes. The noble knights and warriors, the derbies, and the farmers and commoners. The derbies who come from noble families were respected and in figures. They served not only as priests but also as judges, teachers, and advisors. As a magician, it was widely believed that the Durers had magical powers. Yes, yeah, see, from what my dad told me, his side of the family, which is all Irish that I can figure, which is so ironic because I don't think my mom's side is Irish at all. Because my brother isn't Irish, he's Scottish. But, you know, he said they were pagans. picked this book up at last minute and I was like hmm it's about people from Scotland Ireland Britain and Wales and that's where my DNA some of it has come from the tragedy the honor of the ulcer circle is the beautiful D E I R D R E 
King C-O-N-C-H-O-B-H-A-R intends to marry the young woman, but she falls in love with Noza and flees to Scotland with him. When they return, the king has Noza killed, forced to live with I have no idea how to say his name. The grief-stricken Debbery never smiled and makes clear to the king how much he hates him. The story ends, taking her own life by striking her head against a rock. Tragic tale. Court. There's some major, major myths. Ancient Celts had a vibrant mythology made up of thousands of tales. They did not, however, record their myths in writing, but passed them on orally. Our knowledge of gods, heroes, and villains of Celtic mythology come mainly from Roman sources. Yet the Romans sometimes referred to Celt gods by Roman names, so their accounts were not fully reliable. Also, because the Roman and Celts were battlefield enemies, Roman destruction of Celt beliefs were often unfavorable. Much of what is known about Celt mythology is based on manuscripts that were prepied by monks in the Middle Ages, Irish collection dating from the 700 CE and Wells collections from the 1300s recount many of the myths and legends of the ancient Celts. Many myths told of the world in the mysterious place there was no work and no death and the gods and spirits who lived there never got old. The Celts believed that humans could enter this enchantment place throughout burial months called Saidi through caves or lakes are often completely a previous journey. After reaching the other world, they will live happily for all time. Early Irish myths blend mythology and history by describing how Ireland was settled by different groups of Celtic and humans, full of magic and enchantment. The tells, tale of battles between forces of light and darkness they describe a good time when gods live not in the heavens but on earth, using their powers to create civilizations in Ireland to bring fertility to the land. There are four circles of groups. The mythology circle focuses on the activities of the Celt gods, describing how five races of supernatural beings battled to gain control of Ireland. The chief good is D-A-G-D-A, whose magic condone could bring the dead back to life. The Ulster Circle recounts the deeds of warriors and heroes, especially C-U-C-H-U-L-A-I-N, the warrior and champion of Ireland. this interesting, a little weird, that I didn't know anything about Celtic history to just now. But who am I kidding? They didn't even teach us about American history. What am I going to do?
American history we have is not exactly accurate. See, old Gelk, meaning the male descendant of Adam Fire. Ahan was a pagan god worshipped by the early natives. Yeah, okay. I don't know. But figured I'll read more of this book and give you more detail and more stories when I actually read some of it and understand some of it. How I got the book, though, it was there under Celtic heritage for next month because it's St. Patrick's Day. I believe Mardi Gras is coming up? Or what is that thing that I'm trying to think of? It's a Mexican holiday or Spanish holiday and I'm trying to remember the name of it. If you know, let me know because I can't remember. Jeez, it comes up in March, I think. Like right around after St. Patrick's Day, is it? Or is it already passed? I don't know. Jeez, I have got to look this up now. I hope you all have a great day and a great weekend. Bye for now. I hope you all like. You can check me out on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. I also have another podcast. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. Bye for now. Over and out.